Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Happy to be here. Uh, As promised, we're going to continue our 12 minutes pre-show conversation now that we kind of figured out, I don't know, you want to call them ground rules? (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, we did have a discussion ahead of the show because um, there there is some stuff that happens, and uh, so yeah, we we definitely went over how we're how we're gonna or what we're gonna talk about how we're gonna talk about this game. Um, so I mean, we should probably just get right into it. We've got a lot of stuff this week. We've got a lot of stuff in the news, uh, as well as Ryan. You also played Avengers, so there there is stuff. Um, that is going to be in this episode other than 12 minutes. Um, but if you want to head on over to gamersinpodcast.com, you guys can find the show notes. All of our show notes have timestamps of when we talk about the big stuff. So if you just want to skip the 12 minutes conversation, whether you're avoiding spoilers or you're avoiding shitty games, you know, either way, you can completely avoid it by uh, going and checking out the timestamps. Again, that's gamersinpodcast.com. So uh, yeah, spoiler, full spoiler alerts at this point in time. And uh, I'm also going to do maybe what this game should have done. And I'm going to put a big old content warning here as well, because there are some events, there are some themes, there are some uh, things that your character has to do that are very disturbing. So um, if you haven't played 12 minutes yet, uh, there is no content warning on this game uh, in terms of like when you first boot it up like it did for freaking Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other conversation maybe for another day. But um, yeah, there is no content warning or anything like that on 12 minutes itself. So I'm just going to let you guys know right now that there should be and uh, yeah, prepare yourself. Um, But there are definitely themes of drugs and murder and suicide. And I mean, the and yeah, just um, I'll, I'll say sexual content in case people are avoiding spoilers entirely. So. Um, you guys know me and you know that I wouldn't give a content warning for normally like sex, violence, whatever, but there's nothing about 12 minutes that is normal. So I will leave it at that for anyone who's trying to avoid spoilers. Uh, but Ryan, let's get into this game because, um, I'm I'm a little upset that I played it. I'll be honest. Like it's my bad. Uh, it, it, like no, it, and I mean it's it's fine, it's fine. Um, I think it just um, and and maybe it's because it's part of the uh, like a kind of larger raw nerve conversation about the state of how women are treated in the games industry, in tech, uh, and in just society at large right now. It feels like. Um, it's definitely a topic that has been discussed a lot lately, especially with the Blizzard lawsuit. So um, I think that women's issues are just like very, very, very prominent and also very touchy subjects. So I think like my nerves were raw going into this game. But uh, I will tell you the the treatment of the woman in 12 minutes is just absolutely abhorrent like it was rough and very difficult for me to actually make it through this game um i <laughs> like i just said 
to Ryan before the show. I'm like, whoever wrote this, like, I have very serious concerns for the women in their life because there are some extraordinarily dark themes. And it feels like maybe 12 Minutes was trying to be smart and just didn't realize they were being completely idiotic. I don't know. But like... There's there's some stuff that you have to do. So it it's the um, if you guys aren't familiar slash don't remember, this is the the game that you play where you're stuck in a time loop and it is a top down view of an apartment. There are three slash four rooms. I don't know. Would you consider the closet a room, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the amount of times you have to go in there to get the cell right? phone. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a room. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's four rooms that you can, that you can enter, uh, and it's a top down view. So you, for, for the most part, there are a couple of points in the game where you're no longer in a top down view, but for the most part, you're in a top down view. When you aren't in a top down view, your view is obscured. The premise of the game is that, uh, you arrive home from work, a cop knocks on your door, your wife is accused of murder and then you basically go back to the beginning of the loop. So this is kind of like, because a lot of the conversation around Boyfriend Dungeon was to do with its marketing, that it was um, maybe too, too like happy, upbeat, positive, whatever. Like it looked like uh, a fun romance game where also you got to be in a dungeon and swing a sword around. Um, and then it had some of these deeper, darker themes of, of, of stalking and obsession and, and those kind of things. Um, but, uh, the marketing I thought around this game was, um, kind of sold me on a murder mystery. I'll put it that way. Um, I very much thought that the whole entire point of this was going to be me trying to save my wife and figure out who actually committed the murder. Does that make sense? Like, that's yeah. what I got from the marketing. Yeah, I'd say that's that's accurate. The marketing really, you know, uh, put this forward as like a, a time loop uh, puzzle game where you are trying to, at least when you start the game, you really feel like, okay, how do I, um, how do I save my, my wife? How do I save uh, this person that m- my character cares deeply about? And it quickly moves away from that premise uh, in in weird ways that don't even make sense. Like the character yourself that you play, uh, I can't remember his name, but he very much becomes uh, comfortable with all the stuff he's doing in this time loop. And I don't even think like as the player, you're trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out what happened. But I think the way the game drags you through it is like, you're not trying to figure out what happened. You're trying to kind of like figure out more than that. And um, yeah, it's just, it's really weird. The premise that it was set up as, it quickly moves away from that. It stops being this like, you know, um, time puzzle and starts to become this, how do I, what, you know, what situations do I have to set up so that I can get another piece of information um, to, in order to, you know, continue the story? And that's kind of where the loop goes. It's not about, you know, figuring out the best way through the time loop. It's about figuring out what do I need to set up here? You know, it's like a it, it, some you're literally sometimes doing like a game of 
you know, mousetrap is you're like, okay, I got to turn the light switch on and then make yeah. sure the next person who goes in there isn't my wife because she's not wearing shoes because when I'm wearing shoes and I touch it, I wake right back up. Like there's just a lot of stuff in this game that early on um, at least feels like a little more like what the game promised, but like quickly, uh, quickly moves away from that initial premise of like, we're going to figure out this stuff through time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that like the the problem that I had in terms of solving the puzzles is that there were some puzzles that were just like I knew what I was supposed to do, but they were so obscure that I couldn't necessarily like get there. So I'll just say right away, I figured out where the watch was as soon as I knew there was a watch to look for. I checked both of the vents in the like, so there's a vent in the living room and there's a vent in the bedroom. I checked both of those. And so basically like I checked the vents I could see in the apartment and then it's like, no, it's actually the bathroom vent. It took me three loops in the bathroom vent to realize you had to go to the cabinet and that then at the black void at the bottom, there was another vent that was like clickable Mm -hmm. because like I was like I tried going into the bathroom and clicking all around it without actually being like within the cabinet interface, like even after I found. So I went through the whole thing to actually figure out where the watch was. And then so after I knew it was in the vent underneath the cabinet, but I couldn't figure out how to get to underneath the cabinet. It was so frustrating. So like there were some mechanical things like that that were a little bit frustrating where it's like even if you used your brain and you figured it out and and mostly I figured it out because there weren't that many things in the apartment that you could interact with. Um, you kind of realize pretty early on that the vast majority of things that are going to change loop to loop are dependent on your conversations and they aren't even options until you figure them out in a previous loop. So your gameplay is very controlled and the things that you are allowed to do are very small. So when like even though I figured it out, it was still something that I like I don't like when I'm given like problems and puzzles when I'm stopped by artificial means. Does that make sense? Like, so basically what happened was um, the cop came into the room and um, I I just didn't touch anything and got to the point where, you know, he asks for the watch or whatever, reset the loop. And then I went looking for the watch, figured out it was probably an event because again, there's only so many things you can interact with, but I couldn't it wasn't in the two vents I could see. So then I had to go through problem number one that I have with this game is that you can hide in the closet, which is right when you first walk in the door. So you come home from work, your wife's in the bathroom. This is the start of every loop. Your wife's in the bathroom. She doesn't hear you come in. And at that point in time, you have the option to hide in the closet. And then she doesn't know you're in the apartment. So when the cop shows up, if she knows you're in the apartment, she'll call out for help and tip him off to the fact that you're in the apartment. So you have to fool her into thinking she's alone. So as you hide in the closet, you watch him. uh, Oh, also, by the way, she's pregnant and you know it. You watch him kick her in the stomach multiple times, which is, you know, (laughs) beyond disturbing. But then he kneels on her back and shoots her in the head and you get to watch and not do anything. 
And that's the way that you have to progress the story. It's disgusting. <laughs> like, and and because of, again, the whole time loop thing and the, you know, um, and the game being so locked down so that it won't open up new options unless you've kind of like, unless you've done the proper thing in the previous loop, like you can't just use your brain to figure it out. If you haven't like touched the right thing at the right time in the loop before, those conversation options just aren't there. So um, basically I had to redo that over and over and over and over because I couldn't find this freaking vent. And I was like, what am I missing? What didn't I do? What did I do? Like, ugh. So I had to sit in the closet. This is the first point where I almost turned off the game. <laughs> but you had to just sit in the closet and watch him beat and murder your wife. Your pregnant wife. Your pregnant wife. I feel like I can't emphasize her pregnancy enough. <laughs> exactly. And I and I think this is one of the things about this game where they uh they they use subtlety in in weird spots because again, you may not discover um the uh i think it's a onesie you may not discover the onesie if you don't go snooping right uh and right. it really depends on your play style well either either um well she gives you the the gift right like so you can either play it through and be a good husband and she gives you the gift or mm -hmm. you can snoop yeah or you might not um i'm trying to think like uh yeah no that is a good point i'm trying to remember because it's been a couple weeks since i played it and i'm trying to remember how it went f it went for me but you are right you do get the gift pretty quick so you do kind of figure out um that again assuming you're a good husband there's actually uh, this is <laughs> this is another thing that uh that kind of um i found a little bit frustrating is that like i found my wife very uh quick to anger and quick to um like shut down i guess mm -hmm. and i was just like again again with the writing of a female character i'm just like i d uh, people don't act like this <laughs> yeah. like you know like so basically like um i think oh because i didn't quite understand like the controls and clicking on things and whatever i accidentally sat down at the table and took a bite of the dessert before she sat down and she's like oh starting without me and she stormed off into the into the bedroom and then wouldn't talk to me and i just had to wait until the cop came and killed me like, because <laughs> yeah. again, this this is something else that Ryan and I, I think, both um, struggled with. I didn't realize right off the get go that you can just turn around and walk out into the hallway and reset the loop. That yeah. took me a long time to like I was probably three hours into the game before I realized I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, same same here. I didn't realize that was something you can do. And and every time the loop ends, you do get like unique dialogue as to the character sort of reacting to um to the exit and and one of those is him walking out of the out of the apartment he can't leave the apartment once he enters it um and 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 those are interesting be like again like the game plays with this time loop in interesting ways where when he's re like in your first playthrough when you kind of just go down the critical path um it, you you end up uh you know, dying at the cop's hands, right? Because he, he tries to torture you in order to, in order to, you know, get your wife to talk about where the watch is. Oh, and see, I accidentally stood up again because I didn't know what the, what the thing, um, 
like what the commands necessarily were. So I tried to stand up. Yeah. And and then, yeah, he beat me to death. He, he was he, like, you don't move. And yeah. So then 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 yeah. the next time I went through, I didn't touch anything. I literally took my hands off the keyboard because I didn't want to accidentally do something. And then he choked me to death. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing um, that I had done was uh, so again, this is a this is an indie game. And there are moments where you want to solve a problem through dialogue and one of those moments is when the cop comes in and he's clearly upset and uh when you i'm trying to click on him so he'll talk to me uh and it's just like sir 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 and i'm just like no (laughs) let's have a conversation and and again there are um later on in the game once you're able to set up a specific series of events and get enough information you are able to have a conversation but even then you're really not having a conversation you're arming you're you're preparing your wife for that conversation because the cop has no interest in you 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 are a a means to an end in terms of him getting the watch um and and uh, uh uh getting revenge for for his friend but like there's there there are interesting bits in this game but it is it is very much ruined by sort of parts of the journey and the end like i really like the the way you could through dialogue um you know prove to your wife that you're stuck in a time loop i thought that was pretty creative but again like it doesn't save the game it's just a really neat small part of it that i wish could be applied to a to to a time loop game because um you have to you have to get to a certain point in the story of like things that you've overheard from the cop and like information that you have um, in order to basically skip the the time loop conversation, I swear to God, I told her about the thunder probably 80 times. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, for fuck's sakes, because it's not like you tell her about the thunder and then it goes off. This is this was actually one of my pet peeves about the game is that because it is like real time timed, um events happen at very specific moments and you have very small windows of time to do things like properly i'll say um so the thunder was one example where you have to tell her like i'm in a time loop i'll prove it like it's not raining right now but it's going to you're gonna hear thunder and lightning in like two minutes and you have to literally sit there and wait and you can't interact with anything else during that time Every time you try to click on something, it says, I really should wait for the thunder. I really should wait for the thunder. Like, less than a minute now, I should wait. Like, so you just have to sit there and wait to convince, to get your wife on board with the fact that you're in this time loop. So there was that. And then later on in the story, once you're actually able to um, overpower the cop and, and like you say, have the conversation. Um, so you have a very, very small window of time between when you incapacitate him up until he basically kills you again. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that very, very short amount of time. So like I didn't have enough time to go through his phone properly the first time. It's like I had to do it over and over and over again. And the reason why that was particularly frustrating was because in order to incapacitate the cop, you have to drug your wife. Again, your extraordinarily pregnant wife. <laughs> like, there's so much wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, very much. And and your character doesn't seem to care or realize at all. Literally, when you pick up the pill bottle, he goes, oh, good. These are strong. Dumps the pill bottle into a glass of water and then just gives it to his wife like it's no big deal. I'm like, dude, she's pregnant and she's your wife. She trusts you. Like, there's so many issues with this right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's another sort of trigger warning that we didn't talk about, which was... Um, there's there's torture in the game as well like in order to get information oh, from yeah. the cop uh you have to you have to stab him you basically have oh, to oh like, i shot him you <laughs> but shot you him have to, you have to injure him oh bravely well, <laughs> I, I think when i shot him i killed him um can you oh, like i shot him in the you can shoot him in the leg i shot him in the leg <laughs> ah, that's probably my fault um <laughs> <laughs> did you click his head <laughs> i i didn't realize to be honest that you could uh you could straight up choose body parts but uh yeah no i I, uh the first time around i i did shoot him because i wasn't sure what i had to do and i figured like the game is so specific is is so non-specific when you're interacting with Mm. things that you just kind of have to like hover over of course the one time where you have to be specific is when you're like shooting someone um so i did i did uh i did stab him and, and then that gets him to basically tell you answer answer all of your questions um and and essentially bring you forward to uh, the end of the loop which is the 10 minutes and that gives you more information but again like from a cool um a cool feature in the game is like the phone i really liked the phone you get the phone and you can dial any number you want uh the first thing i dialed was 911 yeah, me too <laughs> yeah. i tried calling 911 and it didn't yeah it didn't didn't work it doesn't work or well i guess i should say um it does work you get through to an operator but nobody comes <laughs> yeah they say well we'll be there in they 15 minutes we'll be there in 15 minutes and you're like i only have 12 <laughs> yeah exactly um but i love that you can you can get the uh the, the cop's daughter's number and then again you can use that number to call her during the loop and once you have more information convince her to call her father and either you can talk him down so he doesn't even come into the room uh or really yeah and it's one of the possible endings is you can basically arm her with enough information that she confronts him over the phone and says look whatever you're doing don't do it it's not worth it the whole reason he's stealing the watch is um is to pay for her cancer treatment and and again, there's a lot of these like, which like, I mean, what an American storyline. <laughs> yes. I, and, and again, like it's uh, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. But um, I really did like that idea of you can use this information to interact with objects to possibly change um, the outcome of the loop. And, you know, calling the daughter, that's one option is to talk, talk him down, but also to basically get him to listen. Cause again, he's on a war path. He's coming in, he's doing everything he needs to do to get what he wants, which is to kill your wife and take the watch. But if you get the daughter to talk to him, and this is how you progress through the loop is you get, you get her to say to him like, no, just listen, whatever you're doing, just listen to them. And obviously she doesn't know what he's doing and he's like okay how does she know what i'm doing i I, I guess i better listen and i think that's where you get to the point in the loop where um the story starts to um unveil more information and it just it goes even further into the what the hell were you thinking when you wrote this uh territory 
Yeah. So, so basically at this point, this is where we get to the like, um, sexual content trigger warning, content warning point. Uh, so you basically start to realize that, um, you're cause the, the person that your wife is, um, has been accused of killing is her father. Uh, you end up realizing that she couldn't have done it. And, then basically, I guess the cop was her father's best friend. And so he's there, you know, partly for revenge, partly for the watch to pay for the treatment or whatever. Um, but once you start to get more backstory on your wife, you realize that um, basically like her parents ended up like, or I guess not splitting up, but um, her mom died. Uh, she had a big falling out with her dad because he slept with the nanny. There's a love child. It's this whole thing. And then they explain that, oh, guess what? The love child is the main character, by the way, your brother and sister. And also your sister wife is pregnant with your incestuous child. Like, it's fucked <laughs> yeah i at that point i'm like I'm, I'm just in the game i'm just like really like that i saw it coming as oh. soon as they as soon as the wife said uh, that the the kid was a boy i was like okay there are three characters in this game that i can see one character that is a voice on the phone which is the which is the daughter the cop's daughter uh, it's probably not the cop because he's too old. Therefore, the only other male in this story is me. Uh, I think this is my sister and ew, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, and it, it, this is where the game really leans on a lot of, uh, selective or, uh, you know, I, I searched for the word a lot when I was trying to, to describe it to you, but it's like convenient amnesia where there is this book that the that the that your wife is reading which is about meditation and supposedly that is sort of a foreshadowing because essentially the father who has the same book um you, you know the father's been interacting with you the main character so once you kind of like get through the main loop it it um this is where the 12 minutes comes in it kicks you back to a 2 minute moment where you the main character are having a conversation with the father and again, this might be something interesting to talk about as well, is that the father has the same voice as the cop. Okay, so it's the same person. Is it? See, that didn't make sense to me. This whole entire this whole entire game, this whole entire time loop, it's all in the main character's head. That's that's what the whole like premise is. Is they're basically saying that this like brother-sister relationship exists, that the dad is the cop. And that the cop trying to save his daughter, the cancer patient, is a metaphor for him trying to save his daughter, the love interest. And that they're going through this meditation technique to show him that there's no possible way that he could be with this woman. That it always ends in horrible, awful trauma and and violence and badness. Like, there is no good outcome from this relationship. It's like, no shit, she's your sister. Ew! But it's like it's like the dad trying to protect his daughter and like going through this meditation thing with this main character. And that's where the end of the game comes in, because then you make a choice of what you want to do about it. <laughs> Whoa. OK, I did not realize <laughs> like I just figured it was all 
See, this is where it got confusing because I figured it was all happening. And then that last bit just made it really confusing. So yeah, now that you explain it, it's all, the whole game is a scenario running through his head. Yes. And okay, that explains it a lot better in terms of why the cop and the father, because the father's dead. So how can he be the cop if that's a scene in the past? Okay, I get it. I get it now. This game is so far up its ass. What is happening? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, the whole idea is that the the apartment is like a manifestation in his mind. Like it doesn't exist. Like it's the scenario doesn't exist. And like, yeah. And so he's basically using, well, like obviously the sister is the sister, mm-hmm. but like he uses the, like the dad as the, the character because it's just it's it's someone he's familiar with basically like it's it's just his brain pulling a face (laughs) like yeah so is so is the half brother so is the main character like is the idea that he okay this is stupid so is the main the main character just call him james we'll call him james because that's the voice actor okay no that's that's just just so we have a name so james james so james the 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 character you control is is he at the point of the the of the two minute flashback that you get it near the end of the game is he um is he dating his daughter and didn't know they were related but found out through the father and now he's having the conversation with the father I'm confused as to like, or is he just like, oh, that's my sister, and I'm, <laughs> and I want to date her. Like, I'm I'm so confused as to how they got to that point. Yeah, and they never really explain it. Um, I kind of got the impression that it was like the that uh, you know, like honestly, I don't really think they explain it because like the the explainer that they give in the hallucination we'll call it the hallucination or the time loop um is that um she ran away from home after thinking she'd killed her father which is an event that we know doesn't happen um so she she runs to the city they happen to meet at a club and then they start dating and that's like their origin story um but he doesn't have any past before he meets her basically with what we're told in the loop Um, they don't really say like how they met or when they met, but like things the sister says in the time loop, which are again, things that he knows because it's all in his mind. Right. So like she says, um, like the, the nanny and the son, um, like wanted a relationship with the dad, but he didn't want anything to do with them. And um, that the dad had tried to adopt the son, but the mom wouldn't let him because again, doesn't want to raise, you know, an illegitimate love child <laughs> sort of deal. Um, and then once when the mom died, then the dad like basically disowned the the nanny and the son. And um the son didn't really have any relationship with his father. So I, I think that story is probably true. Cause again, that's the part of the background that he knows. Cause again, this whole time loops in his mind, but then they don't really give you a real story of how the brother and sister met because that's part of what he's trying to obscure from himself. I didn't get the impression that they were actually together in real life. I got the impression from the final scenes that it was very much like 
he was just obsessed with his sister and it was gross. And the dad was stepping in to try to help the son move past it. Like, I don't think in real life the sister was involved at all. Um, which is why, like, again, basically the entire reason for the pregnancy in this dude's fucked up mind was, or I guess in the writer's fucked up mind, um, was to have a reason to have his mother's name on a baby onesie. There's 8 million other different ways they could have gone about putting that information in the game, but they decided to go with pregnancy. <laughs> but I don't think that they were ever actually, like, lovers in real life, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah. But again, I don't know, because they didn't spend a whole lot of time on the what's actually happening part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 98% was what's happening in this hallucination. Okay. And I mean, that's where I kind of, I really uh, struggle with the ending. So the father is trying to help his son. Get uh, over the obsession. Yeah. Get over the obsession. And I mean, he's, I, I think the options are like, well, you can go back into the loop and you continue to, you can continue. So he's basically, you know, hypnotizing him or putting him in a, a meditation. Um, or we can forget all this and you can go on with your life in which if you do that, you walk into an empty apartment. And I think the game basically allows you to use the watch to go back to the two minute. Again, like the game really falls apart and i think it falls apart even worse now that you've kind of like explained what what i missed which is that it is all hallucination. of course it's a hallucination because like time loops don't really exist yeah <laughs> in before like tomorrow ryan calls me up and goes okay there's gonna be thunder in two minutes <laughs> <laughs> well see but that's the struggle i have with this game is that again it had such a cool premise and that's what they leaned into with the marketing is that and and this is a game on Game Pass, so again, I'm not sitting here and saying I wasted my money. Um, I, I guess you could say we, we wasted our time, but, you know, we have Game Pass. I, I subscribe to it. Jocelyn first forgets to unsubscribe from it. And um, <laughs> I like how you framed it as not a conscious decision because you're totally right. Although I will say I do feel like I'm getting my money's worth now. But yeah, there were there have been like years of time where i've forgotten that i'm subbed yeah <laughs> sorry yeah. continue no no no. but i i think it's 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 um it's one of those things where like it, they really they put it forward as this experience of a time loop game and a, a murder mystery and then it quickly falls into no we're just gonna tell a really you know sick dark uh you know tale that like would make black mirror uh squeamish you know and i don't know i just uh I, I now that you've kind of explained a little more about it and i'm kind of thinking like oh yeah that makes sense it kind of like takes the whole game and throws it in in the trash in that none of it mattered because it was all in your mind your sick twisted mind and it's just like ugh, ugh i don't know it's gross yeah it is the whole thing and and the thing and you know one one final thing that i think um i do want to touch on um, because, again, I feel like it kind of like points the fingers at the writers and the devs a little bit. And and I think it's a finger worth pointing is that there are a lot of things that you can do in the game that serve absolutely no purpose and are very violent. So you can, like Ryan said, you can kill the cop, you can kill your wife, you can uh, kill yourself, 
you can do that with various different implements. And somebody had to decide that that had to be an option in the game. And that's where I start to get like, I mean, if I wasn't already super creeped out by this whole experience, like that just is, I think, inexcusable to me because basically there are so few things that you can interact with. Like I was saying earlier, like um, you don't have a lot of agency as a character. You have to do things very, very perfectly in the previous loop in order to open up new conversation options in the next loop. You can't do things around your apartment like um, even uh, like pulling down the the covers on the bed or turning on the faucet in the kitchen or, you know, like just opening up the cupboards or like mundane little things like that you can't do, which means that stabbing your wife to death horribly in the living room is like it's unnecessary it doesn't need to be in there. And if they're going to constrict you as a player that much, why on earth would they put those things in the game when they don't serve any purpose other than feeding someone's sick fantasy? Like, I I don't see a reason for it. And it's really disturbing to me. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff in this game that you don't necessarily have to do, but they have implemented yeah in a way that you you can do it and i think that's where um that is not the well and you can do it even like you said accidentally like you didn't mean to kill the cop you just like basically misclicked like and and there there is no real option to threaten it's just which is you know also something like they it's a conversation option i think with your wife where you can say, like, um, ask about the watch in a threatening manner and you just yell at her some more and then she yells at you. And then, like, if you, like, go to pick up the knife or something to, you know, show her you're serious, like, that's not an option. Like, the option is just like, oh, knife plus wife? Well, guess what you're about to do? Like, (laughs) stabby, stab, stab, stab. Like, Uh, no confirmation button there. Like, it just, it's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think when I was uh, interacting with the cop, I was hoping that, as you said, you would have the option to just kind of threaten them. This felt like that was kind of within the realm of, uh, of doable, but no, it's just he, the main character just becomes so unhinged so quickly Yeah. uh, from this, you know, not necessarily from the time loop, but during the time loop, um, it, it almost too quickly, you know, and that's where I uh, that's that's where I really struggle. But again, like I think I, I talked about it last week. Well, and the other the other thing. Sorry, sorry. Just before we get no. too far away from the main character's mental state, I just wanted to also point out that like he doesn't actually know what's going on. He doesn't know what's causing this loop, and yet he's somehow decided that his actions don't matter, and that's what makes everything okay. But it's like you as the character, you as James that we've decided to call him, which probably isn't his actual name and game, but whatever. Um, like you as James never know what the action is going to be that's going to break the time loop. So there should still be some level of consequences, you know, like you can't just kill people because what happens if killing your wife breaks the loop? And then it's like, well, shit, I've killed my wife. Like, you know, sister, whatever, you know, like, or, or, you know, killing the cop or, or doing something like 
what if your truly horrible action ends up being the thing that breaks the loop? So I think that every good time loop story needs to keep those consequences. And this one just doesn't at all. And you become a horrible human being so quickly, like within like two loops, like that's all it takes for you to turn into a murderous asshole. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? Like, there's no weight to it. There's no thought. It's just twisted for the sake of being twisted. It's like they went into every single decision and went, okay, what is the worst thing we can do in this situation? And they either programmed it into the game or they made it part of the main storyline. Like, I don't, oh man, I just, the decisions around the development of this game make my skin crawl. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, um, like, yeah, this game being on Game Pass, I think it's one of those things where um, the initial idea of it, the time loop and and solving that, that um, those initial sort of discussion points with, with your wife, um, it, it, is an, it is an interesting implementation. But again, it is, there's questionable things that you have to do throughout to kind of progress. Um, and yeah, like uh, you mentioned, the the, wa- the watch is a good example, like finding the watch. You know, if you don't just stumble upon it, which you certainly can, you can certainly just take the, uh, I didn't even realize you had to use the house key, you, or you could use the house key. I was grabbing the knife off off the counter. Yeah, I was grabbing the knife too, but I think there's there's a knife, you can grab the spoon off the table. Oh. Uh, there's, a, there's a few different implements you can use to pry open the vent. See that, again, like the game has interesting gameplay concepts where you are, you know, progressing you know the story through dialogue and um there are a couple puzzles like the puzzle with the light switch in terms of like the when you um if you let your wife turn it on the first time you know she's fine she says oh we really need to get this fixed and you're like oh maybe i can use that to my advantage and um that that stuff like those hints of the world that, that they're giving you are interesting but you know the way you can and sometimes have to use them are like very questionable and and you're right like the main character he he sort of just he he doesn't it does really feel like an experiment to him he does react like if you do something truly if something truly awful happens like the first time you see your wife murdered and and the time loop resets and you come in he has a genuine reaction to uh to that moment but a few seconds later he's fine you know and going about the time loop as if as if nothing happened so you're right like the consequences of your choices don't last much longer than the first five seconds into the next loop and i think that's where the game really loses. most you. of the time he's just calling the cop an asshole yeah like, <laughs> like he gets punched he's like oh man i gotta stop getting punched by that cop and yeah you're absolutely right like he's not a fan of of willem defoe's character and yeah i don't know i still think like there's some interesting you know setups in there but you're right it's just it's filled with really problematic stuff and uh and that ending is really bad like the way they just kind of like hand wave it all away um and uh you know oh you're also her half brother and you've been married for eight years and you know you have a kid and there are like really disturbing conversations that happen depending on your choices with her um, like you can convince her that you're her brother, uh, which, which leads her to storm out. 
you know, because you have to have a specific dialogue, you know, discussion with her to get her to to understand all everything that's happened, but keep keep her in the room so that she talks to the cop and you start to solve things and, and progress into the ending. So like, and that's the other problem we haven't mentioned. Like a lot of the times you're having to do all this stuff that we've described and all these conversations that are really not fun to have. You have to do them over and over and over and over um, in order to beat the game. Right. So yeah, that's also a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's a, it's a problem mechanically as well as a problem like morally, I guess, because um, there are some things that you can just say like, OK, now let's just wait or whatever. And, and then it'll skip time. Or, you know, if you manage to get in the closet, if comes out of the bathroom again, it, you just say now we wait and it skips the time ahead. So you don't have to actually sit there staring out of the closet for 10 minutes, like 10 real time minutes. Um, so like there are uh, moments like that, but those skips, if you want to call them that, um, are few and far between and do not exist for some of the harder, more disturbing subject matter in the game. So, uh, so yeah, again, I mean, I think we've kind of, um, touched all the points on this game. Uh, I think it's a hot pile of garbage and it never should have been made. Uh, and if it was going to be made, I think that everyone who got pissed off about Boyfriend Dungeon and that content warning should be all over the 12 minutes devs saying, the fuck is this game and why is there no content warning? Because like uh, no one, no one should play this game. No one should play this game. That's what it comes down to. There's no reason. Um, it is it is janky. There are not a lot of um, like actual player decision. Use your brain moments everything's locked down uh it's not a very good puzzle game if you like puzzle games and it's a terrible terrible story with a lot of ridiculous twisted content so just don't play this do not play this it's bad um yeah that's where i'm gonna leave that conversation ryan do you have anything else to to say <laughs> no we should talk about avengers though that's it let's just hard turn <laughs> Yeah, let's just hard, hard turn now over to Avengers. Uh, and I'm excited to hear about this because, um, as you guys know, Avengers, I'm more of an MCU fan, uh, not necessarily uh, the I'm not into the comics or the games or anything else. Like I do enjoy the movies, but this Avengers looked way too close to the movie type stuff. And I was just like, eh, I'm kind of done with it for now. So I haven't played this, but they just put out some new content and good, bad. Yeah, so I, I would say good. I mean, here's the thing. Um, from if you've played Avengers, you're kind of knowing what you're getting into in terms of what they've what they've added. So Avengers, um, the the Square Enix game, it it uh, it's still filled with the issues that it had um, at launch, and that it is very much like there's a good campaign, but it's sort of um, once you get through the campaign, it really turns into a. a um, a list game you know do like 500 of these things in order to progress this thing that just gets gets you better gear the combat is a lot of fun don't get me wrong but you know it, it becomes quite old pretty quick and that's where you want to wait for new content so again like here we are um i think the second hawkeye came out in you know january february area um so we're here we are you know seven months later um, six and a half months later, uh, we have the War for Wakanda expansion. So they call it an expansion. The reason they call it an expansion is because the other characters that were added, the two Hawkeyes, those were operations. And um, they added a new character, yes, but also added, I'd say, two to three hours of, of gameplay. And that gameplay was usually run through um, 
slightly modified areas or or reused assets. So light free additions to the game. Now, the War for Wakanda expansion, of course, adds Black Panther as well as a whole new biome based on uh, Wakanda. So you have um, some cities within Wakanda. You have you know jungles, ruins, that sort of thing. And that's what kind of makes this a big addition to the game is that this is the first time that they've added a whole new area that feels unique from the rest of the game. And um, it's taken a year to sort of come to this point. The the game came out um, almost a year ago. I think it was September of last year that it came out. And um, it's it's been a bit of a wait. Who knows whether, you know, the pandemic, I'm sure the pandemic impacted them and had War for Wakanda come out a little later than they anticipated. But um, I got to say, like, Black Panther as a hero is really fun. He he feels very unique in terms of, uh, you know, coming like off of adding. Yeah, very unique mechanically. Um, he has, he's more of a brawler. He's a, he's a melee character, of course. He's up in your face. Um, he has, like, a, a really cool sort of pounce ability where you can like literally you can kind of crowd control you can jump on certain enemies and overpower them and kind of hold them down for 10 to 15 seconds and just kind of you know hit them and uh that's you know quite different from from other characters uh he also has the ability to sort of uh you know store up energy and power up his attacks so similar to in the mcu where uh black panther's um vibranium suit would kind of like absorb energy and then be able to sort of redirect it out into the world to kind of make him stronger when he when he hits and punches and stuff. So it feels like they've kind of kept those powers similar to what he has in the comics and in the movies. And um but yeah he feels he feels really good. He's a lot of fun and you know coming off of the idea that they just added two Hawkeyes to the game, um he he really <laughs> feels unique. Uh, in terms of uh, a new addition to the roster. But I think that's where the game needs to decide what it wants to do, right? Where, like, these additions are really cool. It adds, um, it adds, I'd say, you know, not much more campaign content than the operations did. Maybe a little bit more, like three to four hours, maybe three to five hours if we're being generous. Um, and the story is pretty basic, you know, like, Wakanda is, you know, um, is, you know, uh, you know, cut itself off from the rest of the world, but then is invaded by AIM and the Avengers come in to help. Um, and, uh, you know, long story short, they, they deal with the people who are invading and, um, you know, uh, T'Challa joins the Avengers in order to, to continue the fight against AIM. So it's very, it's a very quick turnaround of a story where, um, you don't feel like there's really any peril. Like it feels like you're going to be able to handle this one because again, the big bad is being constantly kind of pushed down the the story. Like aim is still very much a threat. Like even though you've finished the main campaign, two operations and this expansion. And now the Wakanda stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bad guys are still the bad guys and they are, um, this is the issue with the story where, the bad guys are still the bad guys because you're just constantly fighting, you know, um, the nameless, faceless, uh, aim, um, you know, uh, enemies. Like they're not named characters. They're just 
you know, you do you do get to fight uh, Crossbones, but Crossbones like this is too rich for my blood. As soon as you start to beat him, and he runs away, and it's like, uh, okay, that's oh one of those. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you do have Ulysses Claw in the game, and and you do you do deal with him as a character, you know, as a villain. But again, he's not the big bad. The big bad is still AIM. And the, so it's mm-hmm. sort of like... Does it seem like they are like... Is this... Because this, this game has like an end game, right? Like a repeatable grind. Yes. Yeah. So is, is this the intention of this to kind of never end, basically? And to just keep putting out content and, and it to be like a, a constant game as a service type deal? Yeah. That is sort of what they're setting up. And I mean... It's hard to say if there is, I don't know if there is like an end game per se, like with dungeons and raids and stuff. They do have sort of high level missions that you can do. Um, but th- I don't think that's really the f- the focus. The focus is kind of to um, give you uh, new free campaign content that you can play um, every you know, every couple months, so every three or four months. And the way they've monetized it is that uh, there are purchasable um, costumes. They did just add MCU-flavored costumes so you can get the um, Black Panther suit from the MCU for your character. Uh, still looks weirdly not... <laughs> like, it looks like... It's, it. They do say it's inspired by the movies, so it kind of, like, feels close, but still really a knockoff, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Um, and again, you have to buy those with, with currency. Uh, also, you can unlock the challenge card for the character. Uh, you get the character for free, but you can you can buy the challenge card for, I think, basically $10 in-game currency. Um, so that's where they're monetizing it. And, and again, like I think the idea here is to just keep putting planks in front of the path as fast as possible but it really does feel like they keep kicking the can down the road story-wise. Like, this didn't really resolve anything outside of recruiting Black Panther into the Avengers. Um, right. You know, like, there really wasn't many consequences to what to what happened with the story. Uh, now, I know in the operations we had previous, there was a little bit of development. They did kind of explore sort of some time travel stuff and and that kind of pushed the story forward. But this felt like we need to go over here now to kind of, you know, help out Wakanda and then Black Panther will, will join us and we'll go forward from there. Like I have a feeling there's going to, and this is the other thing too, where I struggle like, okay, I do really want to like this game. We're trying to set up like a, like an evening cause it is co-op. We're trying to set up an evening to, to play with three other, you know, people in, in the discord and um that i'm looking forward to that that's going to be a lot of fun because again i do enjoy playing i hate playing with the random people because like yeah they're either like talking or they have their mic open so you hear every single thing that's uh. happening and uh muting on the console is is not is not as easy as it should be and everyone runs in all different directions so when you die there should just be a button it should be like mute last speaker and it should just be a button on your controller yeah, I agree with you there. I, yeah, I, like I struggle with parts of this game, and it's 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 more my play style than the game's fault. Um, I I realize the game. Like I got my fun out of. It. I got my fifty dollars. I think I got it on sale. I got you can buy it on sale now. Like you can probably get it for under fifty dollars if you wait for a sale. And there is under fifty dollars worth of fun here, especially now that the campaign is. I think they say it's like twenty five hours of of total content after they've added the Wakanda expansion. So 
there's enough there that if you are a Marvel fan, like you can get in and get your money's worth, but don't get lost in the in the treadmill stuff afterwards because it it really it really doesn't add much to the game. Um, it's really just like it gives you more stuff to do with your friends. So if you're enjoying it with your friends, absolutely, like keep playing, don't stop. But um, if you're trying to solo that stuff, it gets old pretty quick. Uh, mm. And I'm falling into the same pattern where oh, okay, I've finished the new content. Um, I'm playing a little bit more because I still want to play, you know, get a little more Avengers time in, but it's not going to hold me, um, you know, for long very term. long. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll see where, what comes next. Uh, in ter- they And this is the other problem I have is like the only other thing they have in the pipeline that they've announced and confirmed is Spider-Man coming exclusively to PlayStation. So what happens after that? Like, do they keep? making the game because i know it hasn't necessarily done super well and gosh it's got to be expensive (laughs) to make this thing so i I worry that we're gonna get like maybe another year of content uh or or worse have it cut short and and the story kind of hang um which is probably more likely to have i i honestly we don't have any plans outside of the promotional spider-man launch um we don't even know what that is like so far they just said like it's it's spider-man and it's coming to playstation so whether that includes exclusive story like they can't necessarily make it exclusive story because then you have two other platforms that will have no idea what's going on you know yeah true it'll have to be in a bubble of some kind yeah so I don't know. I'm a little worried now that we've hit the end of that road, the the content map. So, um, but War for Wakanda ends with essentially like, all right, now let's go fight AIM. Tune in next time on yeah. the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. And you're just crossing your fingers that there is there is actually a next time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than, you know, a story left unfinished, you know, that's why I struggle starting new shows, especially on, on, um, like uh, with TV shows, like I'm not going to start watching this because they could cancel it halfway through. And then <laughs> I got to sign some change.org letter to make sure Netflix picks it up. Like <laughs> who has that kind of time? Oh my God. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, if you guys like the content that we produce and you'd like to support the show, please do go over to patreon.com slash the gamers in. Uh, thank you very much to our newest patron, Adam. Uh, again, you can go to patreon.com slash the gamers in. Ryan, do you have an update on your Patreon poll? Ooh, yeah. Oh, I meant to do a Patreon mini this week, but I got busy over the weekend. But right now, Tales of Arise is winning. Um, I do plan on picking that game up and talking about it on the show to kind of kickstart it so uh if tales of arise does win i will do a an update corner i will update everybody and now yeah it kind of is turning into the ryan anime corner so we'll see how that goes <laughs> but um yeah so right now tales of arise is winning the poll is up on patreon.com slash the gamers in so you can check that out and it's it's open to anybody with a patreon account so you don't necessarily need to be a patron but if you want to hear the updates it's super helpful to be a patron All right, so that brings us to the news this week. Uh, We have an update from Activision Blizzard, which I swear is just going to be its own segment now. But um, yeah, we do have an update on the lawsuit or, well, I guess on the company in this case. Uh, So the Overwatch team has announced that they are going to be renaming the character McCree. So um, he's the like gunslinging cowboy guy. He was named after... 
a former employee of Activision Blizzard who uh, is part of all of the accusations and lawsuits and everything else and just an all-around not great guy. So um, they've basically, the announcement was kind of twofold. One, that they are going to be removing the name of the character, uh, which I think, um, so they... They've said that they're going to do it, but they don't have a timeline for it, which I think is probably pretty fair just because there's um, they're basically going to have to redo all of the um, any like visual assets or um, any of the voice work and voice lines. And obviously we are still in a pandemic, so I imagine that it is quite difficult to get people in to record voice lines. Um they were saying uh, like months and months ago now, but um, that Shadowlands almost launched without any voice work um, because of the pandemic. So um, I think that it's uh, that it's kind of hit and miss in terms of like studio availability and stuff. So anyways, um, I think it's going to be a lot of work to rename the character. So I understand why it's going to take some time. But the other part of the announcement uh, that I wanted to touch on because I do think that it's a good call and I'm trust me not giving Activision Blizzard a pass on anything or saying that this fixes anything but um, I did want to talk about how the second part of the announcement talked about how they were going to kind of steer away from using references to real people which I think is just generally a good idea <laughs> like i mean i feel like um it's funny like the movie industry and the video game industry kind of took two totally different like views on like real people and like the movie industry it's like there's always that disclaimer you guys have seen it where they're like any reference to real people or real events is purely coincidental and blah 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 like that that blurb is at the end of like every movie credits ever and I know you guys are Marvel fans, so I know you stay all the way to the end of the credits, so I know you've read it. <laughs> but um, yeah, they've kind of, uh, the the movie industry is very much like, we don't do real names and or like name people after whatever, whatever. Um, whereas like, there are a lot of references to devs or their families and friends or whatever. Like, um, I, they just tend to get put into games often. Um, and so the Overwatch team has said they're basically going to stop doing that, which I think is just a good call. I mean, like, it's maybe nice to put like a, a little trinket or something in there. But and maybe it's because like, well, no, because movie makers make movies. I was going to say, maybe it's because the devs make it that they feel like they want to put little Easter eggs in it to, you know, whatever. Remember their friends and loved ones and, and what have you. But uh, I think staying away from references to real people is probably just a good idea. I mean, if 12 minutes taught us anything, it's that people are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I think with this change, because Overwatch is a live game and uh, it's still c very much continuously being played and developed, um, it makes it makes sense for them to to go in and make this change. It, and it will be a lot of work because, as as you said, McCree is you know, a big part of, uh, of that game. And, uh, but it make it, I think it makes perfect sense for them to go in and, and make those changes because again, like this is a, a learning experience for the Overwatch team and, and it should be really the industry as a whole is like, you know, just create your universes and don't, you don't name them after, you know, real people or, 
are real employees and i mean you can make you can make references like i know world of warcraft has a lot of like references to you know pop culture with you know, star wars nintendo link mario oh, yeah yeah that all stuff over the place. that stuff makes perfect sense to me because again it's like it's it's a pop culture reference but again like naming your character or an npc after an employee it's like uh it feels a bit it feels wrong you know it just it to me it's like okay well uh what like you, are you trying to like the, the legacy you're trying to do you're trying to like put yourself into the game and now that's part of your part of your legacy like really it should be you you built the game you helped build this game right um i mean yeah this is a this is a good change um uh yeah i can only imagine how much work this is going to be because it's a big part of probably overwatch one and two um they've gone even so far as to say like they planned a whole narrative arc for september and they have to push it out yeah i didn't even know they were doing that um like putting story content into overwatch still so uh yeah it's um it's a good change um probably a big one it's going to be a lot of work but uh it's change that's needed 100 percent absolutely uh so you want to talk about gamescom a little bit um i know that so obviously gamescom was last week um is there anything in particular that you thought was worth mentioning uh you know what i not a lot came out of it that kind of like really uh you know they they announced halo infinite is going to be launching december 8th which is a really good thing because i'm glad that's coming out this year uh but the big thing that i sort of uh was really excited about was um you know speaking of marvel um midnight suns which is a new game that again looked pretty generic from the trailer we got an announced trailer which was very much just like setting up the world and the story and the characters um but it's being made by firaxis and the xcom team so this is the marvel xcom Mm. not xcom game but it's by the xcom team and uh today they unveiled a gameplay for the game and it looks to be like a tactical strategy game, but it's got a card system as well. Um, again, cards, they're big. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> so uh, you, you have sort of like a hand that you're dealt at the start of every battle, and that dictates what powers your characters can use. All the cards are um, you know, earned and, and created through in-game currency. No, no premium currency for building cards and collecting cards. Um, although they did say, of course, that they would have premium skins, so you'll be able to buy like the, I'm sure the Iron Man MCU suit. But uh, that that was the biggest game that kind of stood out to me because, again, like I love all of the XCOM teams' games, and Firaxis has really had. I, ca- I can't remember the last time they've had a dud, so like I'm really looking forward to the next uh, Firaxis game. So that's exciting. But uh, I know for you and me uh it was really sad that we finally got a confirmation as to when horizon uh forbidden west was coming out because <laughs> that was also at gamescom uh yeah it was and i'm oh my god okay so i'm i'm glad uh, i'm glad it's got a date i'm glad it's coming in 2022 and we know for sure when that's gonna be now like thumbs up hooray um, I hope that this is not gonna again coincide with Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're gonna have that problem. I think Zelda is is 2022 at best. Uh, okay, it'll, it'll be late 2022 <laughs> or probably 2023. I mean, knowing Nintendo, there, I'd be surprised if it was spring. I think we're looking at like 
you know, early summer holiday 2020. Good, good. Get out of my horizon release window. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so we did get that confirmation that it's going to be 2022. It's going to be coming uh, in February. No pre-order information, though. So I'm kind of like on the the fence now still about whether they're going to do I'm like, I don't know. I I'm still holding out hope just because of how popular the first game was and how well it did that they're going to do some sort of something. I'm sure there's going to be a collector's edition because there was a collector's edition of Zero Dawn, but um, which I didn't get, sad face. Um, But I don't know if that's going to be actually tied to a system because I was really hoping there was going to be like some super cool design. Like, oh, did you see the, you must have seen the Xbox, the um, Halo version? I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want, but for Horizon. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, if they don't do it, I'll say this about the PlayStation 5. I guess the uh, the fins, sort of the big plastic waves, those come off. Um, they're supposed to come off. Uh, they come off very easily and are easily replaceable. So there are websites out there where you could order custom faceplates. It's uh, totally not something Sony wants you to do because... Uh, you know, trademarks, obviously. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you could probably order your own sort of Horizon Forbidden West fins, and that would cost you less, both in time and uh, and money. But um, yeah, I, I think like this game coming out February—that's a good date. A lot of games have been pushed to 2022. Um, really, and honestly, like what does PlayStation? <laughs> This has come from a person who purchased a PlayStation because they figured 2021 would be the year. Uh, but uh, so far, it's just really been Ratchet and Clank. Uh, you know, I'm finding games to play on it. Don't get me wrong. But is there anything coming out for the rest of the year on PlayStation 5? Like of of first party note? I, I, I think it's I think there's nothing. I think that it's, you know, Xbox has Halo. Nintendo has you know, their fair share of uh, of Nintendo titles coming out. But like PlayStation, I think is, um, re- you know, for good reason, you know, during the pandemic, I think they pushed, they pushed out Horizon Forbidden West. They didn't want to, I'm sure they didn't want to, but yeah, I don't think they have much. So, I mean, you're probably safe to, y- you did it. You bought, you bought one next gen console in 2021 and you'll buy another one in 2022. So your wallet ah. thanks you. <laughs> yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah well anyways i think that uh it coming out february is really good i'm I'm glad they uh i'm glad we have a date that's that's the main thing here it's really good that we have a date um but yeah that was pretty much it from gamescom i i couldn't i I watched like the first hour of it and i had to stop because it was really it it felt like a lot like there wasn't like just it was it was a lot of trailers and i was like i don't really know if this game's for me to be honest Mm. But uh, yeah, some highlights, some highlights for sure. Um, I don't know, like if you want to talk about this Resident Evil live action movie, but um, I only put it in here because I wanted to get your take on it. It, it looks like um, like a bad cosplay film. <laughs> Am I wrong? Maybe I'm being too harsh. I mean, uh, okay, so the uh, the guy who plays um, Leon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who the actor is, but he looks super familiar. I don't know who the actor is. Is he from like Westworld? He's in, he was in Caprica. I don't know. I don't recognize him. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it just it. There's something about it. I I think I need to see a trailer because I don't think the stills are doing it any justice. 
Right. That's the thing, right? Like, so all they've shown us so far is just stills. And I'll say like, so the, I don't know what it, but the, the melty face monster looks weird and not weird. Cause it has a melty face. I mean, it looks, <laughs> like fake. Weird. It looks too fake, right? Yeah, it really, really does. Um, it looks like, um, like nineties, like early nineties when they were starting to mix CG with like real life props, right? Like, mm-hmm you know, that really odd mix of the two, like I think like um, the mask with Jim Carrey, like that kind of thing um, where it just, it looks off and this just looks off. Like most of like the costuming is fine, but then like the face just looks like, yeah, like they haven't figured out CG yet. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, um, maybe it'll be okay, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just something about it that, the stills don't I don't do it justice. This is based on um this is based on the games, right? So the previous Resident Evil movies are they part of this canon or is this is this like the Resident Evil video game universe? That is uh that is what makes this really interesting and um obviously we'll go super in depth on Zombies Ate My Podcast uh, but uh, the original movies were more like borrowing characters from the Resident Evil franchise this is a direct adaptation of Resident Evil 1 and 2 so you're getting you know the mansion you're getting uh Leon and Claire from Resident Evil 2 which is one of the stills we got and I think that's the one that kind of looks like these co- these costumes are they probably tried to go so authentic that it just it just kind of like in the still looks a little weird. Maybe in mm. in motion it'll look a lot better. Um, but uh, the, and then the second still you get is is them arriving at the mansion. You got um, Wesker who's being played by uh, the big big dude from um, Umbrella Academy. Uh, and then you have uh, oh that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then you have uh, Chris Redfield. He's being played by um, Arrow's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the the, the oh Armel? okay Amel no. Amel yeah. there it is yeah. uh, so there's there's like there's there's a lot of uh, the pedigree behind the movie the you know they've they've cast like a lot of young actors to to play a lot of these characters and it is a direct adaptation of one and two which are you know considered to be like sort of the the beginning of Resident Evil and very much steeped in like. The T virus, zombies, umbrella, like it, it keeps it pretty quote unquote grounded to like the story of like umbrella being a bad company, creating this zombie virus type thing. Whereas the other games, as you go further, and the movies did this as well, just kind of go into these weird, like unexplainable territory, which is like, you lost me, guys, you know? So <laughs> it is exciting to see. Like the movie is coming out this year, so I'd expect a trailer pretty soon. This is the first we've seen of the film um but i agree with you i think the the creature that they have um it's not really a creature it's a it's a, a human who's who's been kind of sort of mutated and whatnot it's uh through the t-virus it's uh, lisa which is one of the creepiest monsters in resident evil one um that you end up fighting so yeah um this seems like a pretty faithful adaptation and uh, it'll be out in November, uh, end of November, and it's supposed to be only in theaters. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely check it out. I understand that, like, because I really want to see that um, the Ryan Reynolds, the um, free guy, guy movie, Free Guy. Yeah. Um, but it's only in theaters. And I'm like, 
still a pandemic, guys. Like, I thought that they had moved to the, like, hybrid model of, like, releasing it in theaters, but then also giving you an option. Because, like, I mean, the option to watch things at home was not cheap. I think I paid $35 for Wonder Woman, which was a pile of trash. But, like... I'm pretty sure that like like that's that's more than two movie tickets like <laughs> and I was paying it like direct to Disney not even like to Disney through like famous players they're not called famous players anymore Cineplex you know like <laughs> I miss famous players <laughs> but the point is like there's no middleman like you would think that would just be pure profit like why would they not want to release it like day and date so yeah. anyways like I I really hope that. They um, like see lowered numbers because attendance numbers are low and that they go, oh, huh, guess we did make more money when we released it when we like to home as well. And I mean, some of it might be contractual, blah, 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 whatever. Like obviously Black Widow suing Disney is a big yeah. deal. And, you know, they they have some things to figure out when it comes to. Um, contracts and releasing things at the same time and stuff. But um, I mean, hopefully by November, I'll be comfortable going to a theater. But um, yeah, I don't know. I This is one that I think I'll probably watch. I haven't played the games, so I'll probably enjoy it more than people who have played the games because I don't know, like they're trying to cram two games worth of story, content and characters into a two hour movie. Uh, and that to me says that as faithful as they're trying to be, it's probably going to feel very rushed and like they missed a lot if you have played the games. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I really think like uh, those f first two games, the story isn't like crazy, you know, They and they do kind of take place in um, the same span of time. You know, you have them, they're, they're investigating the mansion and uh oh and then the other ones are at the at the police station yeah actually maybe i'm wrong maybe they are like right after each other because uh i'm trying to remember no maybe it's hard to remember but essentially like they can sort of take it so maybe they happen uh simultaneously because like they're all it's hard it's hard to piece it together but i think like if, as long as you have part of the movie taking place in raccoon city with leon and claire and then you have the other part of the movie taking place at the mansion the mansion you can cut out a lot of stuff because it is a lot of mm. gameplay a lot of puzzle solving a lot oh, of like okay. uh you know um exploring so if you take that down and boil it down to the story which is we're investigating this house one of the people on our team works for umbrella dun 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 you know, uh, we fight a monster and that's like you take a eight hour game and boil it down to a 30 minute segment. Um, okay. So, yeah, they can they can have some so fun with it. Story wise, it's not as beefy story wise. It's not like they're telling you a story the whole way through. It's no. just, you know, like, how do I get from room to room? OK, that's fair enough. Yeah. And, and this is a game that came out in um, the early 90s. Right. And yeah. It's yeah. Been remade and, and adapted a couple times. So um they they could easily take both these games and 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 sort of condense them um you're right they're not going to be like you know one to one in terms of like the story and 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 the you know the character development but i think you'll get like sort of a good idea and it'll feel like resident evil 1 and resident evil 2 um adapted for screen so uh but i imagine you're right like in order to do that they're going to have to kind of water it down a little bit um which I wonder, like, will if that'll work for a general audience, or if they are making mm -hmm. this movie for the game fans, and um, we haven't really seen that. I mean, for the most part, like uh, a lot of movies that come out for video games these days, is they 
maybe not lately, but previously, it was always like, how do we make this video game movie for everyone? Um, whereas I think this year we saw with Mortal Kombat and hopefully with Resident Evil, they're they're making they're making the the video game movie for the video game fans, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, I think they're finally realizing that there's a lot of us, so uh, they don't yeah. necessarily need mass appeal because like we're going to bring our friends and family (laughs) and we're going to love it. So, you know, as long as they do it well, so we'll have to see, but uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, We should probably be getting a trailer soon. I mean, normally by this time they've given us the entire movie in trailers. So I'm a little surprised that we haven't seen anything yet, but you're right. It does come out uh, at the end of November this year. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I think that is going to do it for us tonight though. You guys, Um, thanks so much for, for listening and sticking with us through that conversation. If you did, or if you, if you didn't, if you skipped it, that's also fine. Uh, we're just happy to have you here. If you'd like to um, visit us on the web, you can do so at gamersinpodcast.com or you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Ryan is Dar Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. Thanks for staying with Gamers In. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Yeah.